words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable unto you, O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. What a fitting way to end the very month of May with the women's stories that we have in our scripture today. The Reverend Canon Millie Morrow from the Cathedral of Our Souls in Ashland, North Carolina wrote about these particular three women, Hannah, Elizabeth, and Mary, that they, in fact, designed and actually tempered the idea of moving from barrenness to gratitude. From barrenness to gratitude. What an interesting and awesome concept. Barrenness meaning nothingness, boredom, anger, frustration, stripped of anything of value. And it's interesting, the story of Hannah is prior, just prior to when, in fact, there was the episode of the Philistines stealing the Ark of the Covenant from Jerusalem and destroying it. And at this time, there was a child born to one of the priestly family who had died, the priest himself. The child was named Ichabod. And Ichabod being the word that interprets basically the glory has gone out. So in fact, Jerusalem itself was at a low ebb. The glory and the magnificence of the Ark of the Covenant was gone. Yet there was one woman, Hannah, who had been barren for many years, had been the scorn of her husband's first wife, who had many children, received a very small portion of that which is given to the wives and the family because she was barren. And she prayed and prayed and prayed that she might be given the gift of having a child. And God, in fact, enabled her to be pregnant. And her song, which is part of the scripture lesson this morning, is her song in response to the victory that God found in her by having her be able to bear a child who later is known as Samuel. Samuel, one of the first great judges, after a period of time when the judges were not so notorious, well, actually were quite notorious, because there were a lot of problems. But Samuel studied under Eli, and part of what she said is, if God allows me to be able to have a child, I will give the child to the temple. Samuel studied under Eli, the temple priest. And I remember very vividly a group of students in Texas who took this passage and I told them to make a clown statement about it. About Eli and Samuel having this interaction and 
Eli was laying on, or Samuel was laying on the floor, and Eli was off to the distance. And they had a guy climb up on the rafters who said, Samuel, Samuel. And this gentleman who had birth defects leaps up, runs to another area and said, you called me? What do you need? And Eli said, I didn't call you. Well, it happened three times. And finally, the third time, Samuel and Eli realized about the same moment that God was calling Samuel to become a judge. So Samuel, this great person, this gift by God to a barren woman, when in fact she offered in gratitude the child to be a member of the temple and raised in the temple. This is the precursor to the story that we have today, which is the visitation of Mary. And she goes to see her relative Elizabeth. And Elizabeth's child in her womb leaps and turns when she hears Mary's presence and greeting. And they have this wonderful dialogue, much like the song of Hannah. But this response to God, this openness to God's presence. Elizabeth, like Hannah, had been barren. And she had prayed and prayed over and over again to, be, to bear a child. And she became the mother of John the Baptist. And her joy with Mary, who was now in questionable circumstances, because she was pregnant, and Joseph wasn't sure what to do and had to be reminded by God in a dream that this is a responsibility. But Mary, likewise, much like Hannah, had said, this child is special, and I will enable him to be free to do God's word. What we're talking about is extremely powerful women. Women who had the ability to be profound in their prayer and particularly in the response to God's response to them. To be able to be focused on getting to the place of gratitude. Genuine, solid gratitude. Now we've heard that word mentioned many times here at St. John's. And it's really critical for us to understand that it's in the nature of gratitude that we become different, that we become empowered, that we become a part of God's call to us to serve others. Mary, Elizabeth, and Hannah are bold characters of the Bible that should speak to us today, all the time. To encourage us to be bold enough to respond in prayer and gratitude for what God does for us over and over and over again. The whole concept that Millie was talking about in terms of going from barrenness, nothingness, 
to gratitude, to responding to God's call for us in love, is a very powerful, powerful statement. Particularly in a world that we're in now, where things seem very problematic, troublesome, gruesome, that there is, in fact, almost an essence of barrenness to our world. And we're called by the memory of these stories and the particular utterances of Hannah, Elizabeth, and Mary to see in all of this the opportunity for God's grace to enter our lives, to change us, and enable us to show gratitude for God's presence and God's love. It's a difficult passage, the visitation of Mary. I did have a friend who provided a story to me once of Mary, and I've done it here in a clown costume. But Mary hears a knock at the door, goes to the door and says, Hello, can I help you? Oh, Gabriel, very nice to meet you, Gabriel. Uh, You're what? A messenger of the Lord? Hmm. Well, you can say hi to the Lord for me. What's your message? Uh, Blessed be the fruit of my broom. I have a broom here and I don't need a blessed broom. Oh, blessed be the fruit of my womb. Well, for a messenger from God, you're not being very straightforward. To which she said, oh, I didn't realize that that's what the message was all about. Am I frightened? Yes, I am. I'm not sure how people will react to me being pregnant. I'm not sure what Joseph's going to say. But this is such a wonderful opportunity. How can I turn it down? Tell God that he has a little mother. And with that, the door closes. She turns and says, hey, Joe! Oh, you won't believe me anyway. What I found in that story was the simplicity of Mary and for the first time in my religious spiritual life took Mary off the shelf, the blue, wonderful robes that she wears, and I saw her as a real human being making an incredible decision with God to bear God's son. It's with that intent that we need to see Mary today. That we need to see that she, in fact, did something that was in many ways outrageous for most of us to ever even possibly consider. And yet she was the bearer of the new world of Christ in our world and midst. It's with this conviction and with this fortitude that we need to raise Mary to the center of our being so that we, in fact, can pray with deep, powerful gratitude. It is in her presence and in Elizabeth's recognition and in Hannah's determination to be ever loving of God that we today in this world can begin to make the necessary changes in our world out of love 
and out of connection. These women of the Old Testament and New Testament stand out as models for all of us. In a storytelling conference, I actually heard a rabbi mention that the Bible, the Old Testament, as it was coming together, was redacted at a period of time when, in fact, they stripped out most of the powerful statements about women because it had become a male-focused society. And he said the interesting part is they stripped out great stories of Sarah, Rebecca, Leah. They took out the real power that they had in their own culture because they were seen as priestesses from Ur of Chaldees. They were the ones that got selected the wives for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was their responsibility to be grounded in the faith. And he said the interesting part to him as a rabbi was that they stripped a lot of this feminine characteristic out of the scripture. And yet, the great joke of God was you become a Jew based upon your mother. May we recognize the power that women play in our lives and emulate the gift of their call to God in love and adoration and that we, in fact, go from our own sense of barrenness to be truly gracious in gratitude to our loving God. Amen.